Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Elisa the Arnista podcast, episode number 108. My name is Mike. By my side, alive, as always, is Elisa the Arnista herself. How are you doing, Elisa? I'm good. We're alive. We we didn't die. Mm-mm. We're still doing okay. So we... I feel like we started this a long time ago. Well, according to the live stream, we started this one hour, four minutes, and 11 seconds ago. Yeah, we, we we went live and we were getting ready to record the podcast, and all of a sudden we started hearing sirens, and thought, "Well, that can't be a good thing." Not not like police cars. No, either. good point. Yes, it's a very important distinction. It was not police or fire or anything like that. Tornado siren went off, and we said, well, "Wait a second, it's not twelve thirty. It's not twelve thirty. Is this? It didn't look like it was going to rain or do anything." And it didn't really do much. Well, it rained. It rained. So yeah, we watched, looked at the weather, and said, "Well, there's a there's a well, there was a touchdown. There's a tornado on the ground in Sun Prairie heading oh, it was north. on the ground. That's what you read. Oh, I thought it, it, there was one spotted. No, I don't know. You read. You, I heard oh. you say on the ground. Oh. But regardless, whether it was spotted or on the ground, it was in Sun Prairie headed northeast, which is basically directly toward us. Yeah, it's like it was just coming right up the highway to see us. And, yeah, and it was coming right our direction. And yeah. like looking outside, you can all of a sudden see the clouds started moving in. There was like nice, bright, white, fluffy clouds and some blue sky. And then all of a sudden, the gray clouds came in underneath. I said, like, well, we could try and record a podcast and hope that nothing happens. And hope that with our headphones on and the music going and talking that we will hear a tornado if it comes. I said, well, you know what? We're going to put this on hold. We're going to pause this for like 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever it ended up being. Have a snack. Yeah, we had a snack. We got a glass of wine, which we didn't originally have. So, you know, I guess it kind of worked out. Rollo's doing okay. I'm surprised how well he's doing. Yeah, because he is one. He does not like rain or thunderstorms. And here we've got potential tornado weather. And it did rain. It rained pretty hard for a few minutes. Not too terribly bad, but he he's doing fine. He's doing okay. I think it's the magic of the new Thunder shirt. It might be. It, it does feel and look new and improved. So And the puppy Prozac probably is helping quite a bit, too. And, well, yeah, I guess. But he still was, like, even, was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. Or when was it with the other? Oh, it was crazy, though. That was Thursday night. Thursday night. So, yeah, he wanted to. I actually, I let him get on the couch. Which doesn't normally happen due no. to knitting. Well, and due to when he wants to come up there, he wants to come up because there's a storm and he wants mm-hmm. to dig a hole, which is not great for our furniture. Or sit on you. Mm. Yes, there's a sitting like Which on could be you. fun, except for when you're trying to mm-hmm. knit or something, then it doesn't go so well. Yeah. So I did not knit on Thursday. He came up on the couch. I got a new blanket uh, or I have a blanket that I put on the couch for him. And sure. He lays in between my legs. Because he feels safe. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but yeah, that was Thursday night was really loud. Yeah, there was some uh, pretty good thunder Thursday night. Yeah. So here we are. We're here. We alive. made it back. We uh, we we gave our our uh, patrons a little rock party. <laughs> I'm guessing that. Well, you know what? I was going to say. I'm guessing that our that whole section will be muted and will be demonetized. But you know, we're not monetized to begin with, and the, the live streams don't. We don't run commercials on there anyway. Even if we had the opportunity, there wouldn't be commercials. So I don't know anything about that. I come here and I talk. And you come here and talk. So, yeah, so we uh, did that, and now we're back. And hopefully we can make it through without any more. There's there's nothing else coming, is there? 
There's not supposed to be any more tornadoes? There was another storm, but I don't but I didn't see any more tornadoes, no. Okay. You you are on weather watch. Oh good. So I'm responsible for us. Keep keep an eye on the potential danger. And luckily there's no hail because my car is parked outside and I was afraid when I saw that there was hail that some of that was going to come along and take out my car because that's just that's just what we need. Yeah, it actually looks like there's maybe a little bit more rain later depending on how it's moving, but it kind of looks like we're done. We're done. Well, when I looked at the radar, it was pretty thin, so it looked like once it passed, yeah, it was going to be pretty well over with and gone. I mean, there's like some green that's coming, and that's just rain. That that it can deal with that's as long as the power rain. stays on, and we can continue continue our uh, our stream. Although we were thinking while we were sitting here, if we would have decided to go ahead and start recording the podcast, if a tornado did come through and just like suck us out the window or something, that would have been that would have been the most exciting podcast ever in the history of podcasts, and in Facebook or uh, not Facebook, but YouTube live streams. That would have been. That would have been some ratings there. We might have gotten some new viewers and some new would listeners. Have gone viral. That would be that would definitely be a viral video. Unless we all perished and then that maybe well, no, that would still be okay because some that all gets on the news anyway. Yeah, we look good. Oh, oh no. Yeah, I know we look good, Elisa. Look at us. We're safe. Oh look, it's the the weather has changed too. It's sixty seven and light rain. Good. Okay. Well good. That's what it looked like. It was gonna pass through quickly and now it's gone. And now we can do a podcast and talk and we're about still alive. knitting, and we can talk about food and puppies and fun, happy things. Yeah. Oh, and tomorrow it's going to be beautiful. Tomorrow's going to be pretty much perfect, so I'm looking forward to that. It might be one of the lower 70s last, and sunny. Yeah, one of the last perfect type days we get for another six, eight months. <laughs> well, it's going to rain for the next however long, too, so... A bunch of rain coming up. Yeah. But. So, again, thank you all for being here with us on this very exciting episode 108. Um, as always, we do encourage you to shop locally. However, if you're going to do some online shopping and you're going to be doing that shopping over at Amazon.com, make sure that you first go over to AlisaTheYarnista.com. Over on the right-hand side, we've got some Amazon affiliate stuff going on over there. If you click on that, it'll take you to Amazon, which is where you're headed anyway. Do your shopping, uh, but when you put stuff into your cart after going through the blog, there's a good chance Amazon may give a little commission to us here at the show, which does allow us to pay for all of our web hosting and our equipment and um, upgrade things and stuff like that. Um, you know, think about the Patreon, Patreon stuff as well. If you want to go to, to uh, patreon.com slash Yarnista, you can uh, go there and subscribe for as little as a dollar a month. And then that does the same thing. It helps us uh, pay for equipment and web hosting and maybe, maybe someday a potential upgrade to my computer, which would allow us to maybe stream in 1080p, which would be pretty exciting. Super high video quality. That would be fun. Um, but yeah, even a dollar a month, you know, if all of our listeners went in and did a dollar a month, it wouldn't be long. We could uh, we could upgrade equipment. And uh, oh, at the hundred, we've got a goal in there for a hundred dollars a month. If we hit that, if we hit that goal. We are going to do a monthly hangout for everybody. So we kind of come in and live and Elisa might work on some knitting and it's not a, not a podcast. We're not doing a show. We're just hanging out. People are in chat just uh, for anybody, as long as you're at the, at least a dollar a month. I've never done anything like that. 
aside from the the podcast Mm -mm. but yeah so that would be fun so if you can uh, again if everybody that's listening even went in at the one dollar per month level that would definitely get us there pretty quickly but again for the five dollar per month that gets you live access as we record the show each and every week and uh, some other perks and benefits in there as well good Good. Cool. If you want to participate in the program, otherwise, you can send us an email, podcast at elisathearnisa.com. Questions, comments, suggestions, we'll read those out on the show and we'll uh, give you a response. Doesn't have to be knitting. No. Ask us what our favorite pizza toppings are. Mmm, the pizza at Benvenuto's was really good this week. That's always good. Mmm. Yeah, it had all the toppings on it. He was making a funny face. I wish people now it's now it's okay. He was making some kind of weird <laughs> was making a goofy face. If you want to see more of Rollo, go to the YouTube page and we uh, I uploaded last week's knitting news, which is basically is okay? featuring Rollo. <laughs> yeah, he's doing something I don't know what he's doing, some kind of weird grimace smile thing. I think he's like just super relaxed. Um but yeah, so we went to Ben Vito's as Lisa said, and she got a pizza for my extra life thing. Thank you to everyone. I really appreciate it. We had uh pretty much a whole class came out like, hey, we we're in class, let's all go. Um but I know I talked to people who did carry out, we had people that did delivery. Uh appreciate that again. Ben Vito's was donating twenty percent of all those sales from that day for people who mentioned the extra life uh charity. And so I really appreciate that the people uh, took some money out of their wallets to have a, a nice meal, enjoy some bread, enjoy some pizza and some calzones. Calzones, I think, were the big thing at our table. Oh, my God. Everybody's still talking about the calzones. That they're good? Like, yeah, that they yeah. were like, they were so good and they loved their lunch and they were talking about stopping and getting calzones on the way home today. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. they they are really good. They're different than they used to be, but... Yeah, I really, I really like their their calzones there. So again, thank you to Ben Fritos. Uh, thank you to everybody who participated in that. And um, if you want to check out more about the extra life stuff, just go to extra-life.org/slash/participant/slash/big-mike-mike. And I had a I had a pizza with a cauliflower crust. Is that how they do those now? Well, no, it's it's an, it's an, an it's another option. So they have a gluten free crust and then cauliflower crust. Well, so I said, I, I had, I've never heard of the cauliflower. That must be new. That was um. When we were there a couple times ago, the manager told us about it, and she said, oh, well, that would be another option for you. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I will try that. Yeah. I was – there was an observation made today um, that I was a little hesitant to eat it, and it was because it didn't look like it was going to be – like, it was what it should have been because what, it, they gave you the wrong it crust or looked something? like – it looked like the texture was almost like bread. Was it good, though? Oh, it was really good. It was really, really good. Hmm. And then it heated up really well in the toaster oven, too, the leftovers. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. it was good. I was probably so focused on uh, my extra life thing and trying to figure out the logistics of that. Because I think it was at the time that I was talking to her about setting that up. I don't know. I don't remember. Or I just wasn't paying attention, you which happens sometimes, too. Yeah, that, that's kind of normal. I think it was a couple times before when we were asking her, I was asking her about gluten-free options for appetizers. And ah. and that's when she said that they could have, they could do the cauliflower crust for me for dipping in the artichokes, the spinach artichoke dip. Because we always oh. get coupons for free spinach artichoke dip, but yeah. I can't eat can't it. use them. So, yeah. So maybe we'll, we should go and get, get some spinach artichoke dip and some crust. Yeah. Sounds it was really good. good. Um, all right, Lisa, you ready to talk about some things? What you working on right now? Well, I finished a hat. This is what you were 
going to tell oh, last the, week. The surprise that I ruined. The surprise that you well you didn't ruin ruined. it, but then I'm like I don't have time to do what I wanted to do with it anyway. So um, to what? make it a surprise. So this is looks like a box. What is it called? I can't remember what it's called. It's a free hat from Blue Sky Alpacas, um, or free hat pattern. It's you don't get a hat for free from that would them. be a pretty good deal um but it's net using one skein of techno you can see i've i've, I've gotten real far weaving in my ends and well, only actually two finishing ends. it's not going to take that long well i had to hurry up and finish this because um i needed the needles for my um my new uh my new sweater it's also in techno so i had to hurry up and finish this and as soon as i got finished i Put it on my head, and I wore it almost all morning when I was with the ends hanging out. The same out. one? Oh yeah, yeah, it's the same one. Yeah. So it's kind of cute because when it's on, the little points, it's just it's just a square. Yeah. It just you knit and around, knit and around, and then you do a three needle bind off at the end. But when it's on, the little points kind of come up, and it almost looks like little ears. Yeah, like little cat ears or something. Yeah. So, um, so that was really fun. That was a super easy knit. Um. So when I got done with that, that's all I finished. Um, so I got done with that. Then I cast on my Franca. What's a Franca? Franca, my new sweater that I'm knitting um, for coconuts. Um, and this was bizarre. So I finished that, and then I just I kind of shut myself in the bedroom and knit last Sunday morning because... I had no idea what was going on. It's one of the, so it's not one of the patterns that's in the coconuts, um, in the coconut sweater workshop book. It's, um, one of the, um, one of the more advanced patterns, I guess. Um, which once I got going, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to follow the instructions because I have like this, this is not making any sense at all. Is it the same color as the hat? Yes. It okay. is the same color as the hat. Yep. Um, so the collar on it, it's really interesting. I wasn't sure how this collar situation was going to work out. And I'm just, I'm following the pattern. But she does like a one-by-one one rib kind of with slip stitches. And it looks really nice on mm-hmm. both sides. So it has a nice finished edge without there being like any extra work of like picking up like stitches for an I-cord. Or, um, so when you're done, you're done. But this was the part that like completely confused me. Because you connect the the collar when you're working on before you start um, picking up the front shoulders. So once I did that, and then I got going, and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. There's like a big old hole here. But that you gets, put your head. That gets, yeah, that's, <laughs> it, it gets seamed together. So the collar just all kind of comes around, and it'll make more sense once I have like actual sleeves on it. But So you knit a hole in it only to seam it up? No, you knit this back and forth. So this this is where I cast on. So there's the cast on edge oh. for the back, and then this was a provisional cast on, which she uses um, Judy's Magic cast on for a provisional cast on, which is what I usually use for toe up socks, and it worked really well. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's all joined, and it's going to be really nice. So I need to I need to close that hole up. But yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. The yarn is really really nice. So yeah, this is my my treat myself sweater. So. And the the coconuts workshop at the store at the store is going really well too. That was the group that came out on. Yeah, for um, extra life. For extra life, yeah. yeah. So 
Um, but yeah, it's been, it's a lot of fun. So I'm on my second ball of yarn, so I have a ways to go yet. How many? Uh, 10. 10 total or 10 more? 10 total. Holy cow. So, yeah. Um, so there's that. And then today at... We had Sock Club open knitting today. And I started working on... I have my Fish Lips Kiss heel socks that I... I've been trying really hard. I'm just pulling out some stuff that I... That has because it's not going to get done if I don't knit on it. So my fish lips kiss heel socks from last spring, I think, when we had a class at the store. So I've got. I like the yellow toes. Well, it's going to have yellow toes and yellow heels and yellow cuffs. Nice. So I have a, a sample with pink and gray. So I'm doing these with yellow. Um. So I have about what is that like? half an inch yeah. left before I start the heel. So I'm kind of excited about that. These just kind of sat there. I'm doing them two at a time and they just seem like they're taking forever. So, which they're not because... When did you start them? The I spring. Oh, Last really? spring. I don't remember yeah. them. They've been... It was one of the projects I took with us to uh, to the cabin thinking that I was going to, oh. yeah, knit all the things. I think they actually went to Colorado with me too. Did they? Yeah. So they... They've been all around the world. They've been they've been um, sitting very sadly for um, since like beginning of March probably. That's yeah. a bummer. Although yeah. now it's it's cooling off a little bit, yeah. so it's a good time you can wear them. So I'm focusing on those, and of course my opal sock. I need to get going on that again. But the big thing this week is because I quit the the what the, the fade, mystery knit along. Yeah, yeah mystery knit along. I quit that. I haven't taken it off the needles yet, but I quit it. Um, so since I quit that, then I thought, oh, you know what? I'm going to go back to my Find Your Fade. Your original one? Yeah. And I got going on it. And I'm like, oh, this is going really, really well. And I'm having so much fun. I'm on color four. And then at knitting on Wednesday night, I counted my stitches. And they were exactly right? I was doing it wrong. Oh, no. So the thing is massive when it's done. I was leaving a yarn over somewhere where I shouldn't have been, and I did it four times, so half of it was off by four stitches. And then the other side was off, and I think I missed a yarn over somewhere on that side. So I messed with, I did some I did some decreases and did some, um, and a couple extra rows to get rid of another stitch. And I think it's good now. I have one extra stitch on this side yet, but I'll get rid of it on the next row. So I think it's good to go. So I'm on my fourth color now. That's six colors? Or how many? Seven. Seven. So I'm on my fourth color and I have um, the lace section left in this color and then a little bit of... Uh, garter to melt into the next color and yeah so i'm getting there it's amazing how easily you can get off with something that's so simple that yeah well there's a lot i mean it's the, a lot of stitches back and forth well and by the time you get to the end you kind of forget oh i'm supposed to do a yarn over here oh what yeah. am i supposed to do and yeah so um the lace is challenging on it because it's, it's really really super simple and it's really easy it's just really easy to get off on the on the pattern and 
then you have extra stitches or not enough stitches and then you want to cry. So that's what I got going on on the needles right now. We got some new sock yarn in and I almost cast on a new pair of socks, but I did not. Why? You waiting until you finish something I, else? I have a few too many socks on the needles yeah. right now. So yeah, I need to finish. I need to finish some socks. We got um, uh, Manos uh, Alegria and it is so soft yeah it's 25 percent nylon and 75 percent merino and it feels so much softer than a regular like 75 25 blend hmm. it's really really nice the colors are beautiful you haven't seen them no they're all hanging up in the front of the store oh it's beautiful stuff cool so yeah so that's what i got for is that new stuff on the website yet Yes. Because if you want to, you can go to fireflyfibers.com because that's the local yarn shop that Elisa works at. And I go there once or in a while. Mm-hmm. But you can buy stuff online, too. Go to fireflyfibers.com, and there you can buy that Manos stuff. Or you can buy the other stuff that is making up the Find Your Fade or the Socks. Or the techno. Buy a bank waffle bag. We have bank waffle bags now on the website. We got some new cocoa knit stuff in this week. I've been working really hard this week to get stuff all checked in and taken care of and boxes off of the floor and the stuff out of the box. Oh, the new Socks Yeah came this week too. Socks Yeah. So we have all 24 colors of Socks Yeah in stock and then um, her new book too. Cool. So it's all on the website. There yeah. you go. Go there and buy stuff. Make sure when you're at fireflyfibers.com, you put at least $100 worth of stuff into your cart because when you do that, that qualifies you for free shipping. And uh, we'll send that out. Well, I shouldn't say we. Elisa will send that out. And we'll get it to you post-haste. I will, yes. Again, $100 or more, fireflyfibers.com. It's fun. We just got some more Julie Aslan in too. So Some new stuff? Um, restocking on some colors and a couple of new colors that aren't there. They're not on the website yet. Cause I have to get, I have to do take photos of them. There wasn't mm-hmm. time for that yesterday. So no. Oh, and lane issue three is back in stock that we ran out of that in like two days. I didn't even get to send anything out after it came in. So, so go look yeah. for that. A lot of fun stuff. All kinds of good stuff. Fun <laughs> stuff like a bushel of apples. Is it as fun as a bushel of apples? Depending on what you're making, maybe? It's more fun than a bushel. It's less work than a bushel of apples. Yeah, that's probably true. So where did you get those apples from again? Um, A friend of mine, her son, um, picks apples for a guy. So she asked me if I wanted some, and I said, okay. you got to know a guy who knows a guy. So apparently he has a lot of trees. He has all kinds of apples. So, yeah, I got a bushel of apples, and wow, a bushel of apples is a lot. It's a lot of apples. So, yeah, I've been trying. Oh, I was going to get through. I was hoping to get a couple batches of sauce down on Wednesday morning, but then I couldn't find. We took the dog crates out of the dining room over the summer. I mm-hmm. think it was in, like, August or something, and don't know where the jar lifter is and couldn't find the magnetic lid thing yeah. and so canning supplies have gone missing so Some i had of them anyway i did I, I went somewhere and they had nothing so then i had i had to go where i should have gone to begin with yeah so you ended up at fleet of course ended up because at fleet, and fleet they farm had, has everything they had one jar lifter left really that well, was i it. suppose it's that time of year people are starting to do some canning and harvesting and that's yeah, yeah. they had like sets like tool sets with Oh, everything sure. but i'm like i don't need 
everything. I, need, I need a jar lifter and a magnetic thing, and I yep. got two of the magnetic things because we seem to those get misplaced really easily and they're or like melted. A, they're like a dollar seventy five, so yeah. I got I splurged and I got two. Was it last year or the year before that the one got melted? Oh, was... it got set on the hot burner and I think it was like three years ago. I think it was when we did all the tomatoes. I suppose that pretty, gets pretty fast because it was when hectic. you were helping me. Was you blaming me? No, I'm just saying because you didn't. Sure, sounded like it to me. You didn't do any canning with me last year. I don't think we did any the year before. We did a little bit last year. I know we we did some. You didn't. Pretty sure I did Mm-mm. something. Yeah. Okay. It was the year of the figs and the, the last year it was all fruits and jelly and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, you may have helped me put lids on things. Yeah. Yeah. Last year was the year of I got too many peaches. Did you get too many or did you get just enough? I got too many peaches and then I went fig crazy. But yeah, it was it was good. I haven't done I didn't do any canning this year, so I'm doing some sauce and then yeah. um I dried some of the um apples last night and they're really good. So, um here we got Cortland's. So, yeah, they're really good. So that's Oh, what? last night was interesting. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, the, the I so I, I cook the apples in the in the instant pot because it they just, it goes real it fast, goes real fast, like everything else in the instant pot. Yeah, and I either I think I either the, the the aftermarket gasket that I got isn't good, or um something weird was happening in there, or I released the pressure too soon, because there was like an apple juice geyser coming out of it as soon as I released the pressure, and not like. Over the rim or around the sides, it was like out of the pressure release. It was valve, out of that, right? and it was coming out of the back too, where there's that little oh, thing yeah. on the back. It was running. I mean, it was like a cup and a half of liquid that came out. Yeah, I got home and I'm walking around like, why is the floor so sticky? What? <laughs> this is weird. It was like it was like going to a movie theater and walking around on the movie theater floor with the soda and stuff. It was, and it wasn't too full because when all was said was, and done, it shouldn't matter. Well, it shouldn't have got up to pressure if it was too full. So, yeah. When all was said and done, I got three and a half pints, I think, out of. So it didn't hit the ceiling, though, did it? I don't, no. I didn't see anything on the ceiling. It came up about, it came up probably like maybe two or three inches. Okay, so it wasn't like a, a five-foot no. spray no. coming out of the top. I, I was imagining like this this huge geyser coming out and like spraying No, but it was like and... spraying out everywhere. And I'm like, it's hot <laughs> sugar liquid. I, yeah, I don't want to get burned with. Yeah, super duper stuff. So yeah, that was that was a lot of fun cleaning. So last night I was hoping to get two batches done as well. So my plan now is to try and do one batch, and if I get lucky, maybe I'll get two done. I'm not going to set out to do two batches. How many do you have left, or how many apples, or do you have a lot? Really? Yeah, there's two two bags in the garage still. So what are you going to do with all the dried ones? Eat them. So if they're, I mean, they're not like potatoes. I mean, potatoes will last Oh, they need to get forever. done. They should have been done. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like, yeah, like squash or gourds or potatoes that'll last all winter down in the basement. Well, they would last. I mean, they're going to last quite a while. I need to, yeah. In the fridge, they'll last for like, like a couple months. Okay. But it's 70 degrees out and in the basement, yeah. it's still 70 degrees. So. Yeah. So it, it we got I, got, I got lucky because it's been a little bit cooler the last couple of days. So the garage, I mean, if it was like 75 and sunny, there would have been an issue. But yeah, yeah so they, yeah. And I'm doing sauce with them. So, um, can you just like them. 
I'm just thinking like peaches or something, slice them and sugar them or something. I don't know what some what else you could do with them that's going to be quick so you can get them done. The sauce is quick. I got an apple peeler. I got the I apple peeler that. quarter slicer thing yesterday, and I don't know why I didn't get one before. <laughs> it goes so fast. It was super awesome for the um, because I don't even have to peel them the the slices for the for drying them. Because you just run it through there and it's all like spiralized. You just take a knife and cut down and then you have like perfect little rings Mm. to just plop on the tray real quick. Nice. So, yeah, so I did that and I might do a couple other things with them. I was thinking about doing, um, maybe making, doing some, like I do the the boozy peaches, doing some apples with. Boozy apples? Yeah, boozy apples with a syrup or something because I thought that might be good on ice ice cream cream or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would eat that. Yeah, it's going to go a lot faster now that I have the the peeler because that thing is like super fast yeah yeah maybe i'll try it i could use it sounds easy mm-hmm. yeah you could use cool. it. you can help me so that's what we're going to be doing tomorrow we are well tomorrow and monday they okay. need to get done oh i suppose yeah and so you've got like half a bushel left mm-hmm. oh boy yeah 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 it's hard when i get home at seven o'clock to yeah start canning so but yeah, they make really good sauce. So, yeah. What else? Anything else in the kitchen? Oh, I don't think we talked about that, did we? The twice baked cauliflower. I asked you that earlier, and you didn't. Have I don't an think answer. we got to it. I don't remember. Was it last? Did I? It was me... a couple weeks ago already at this point. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. There was a recipe for twice baked cauliflower. What did we have it with? I oh, just have chicken. No idea. We had a bunch of we had chicken chicken thighs with it i think um loaded cauliflower mash is that what it maybe that's what it's called let me just pull up the recipe here real quick yeah it's a um it's a uh diane san filippo recipe from um from the it's either i think it's from the balance bites website yeah so it's um like two heads of cauliflower Bacon, red onion, mushrooms, um, some chicken broth in there, and then, um, of course, you know your fat. We used I used bacon because we had just made bacon to go on it. And Why then, would you not if that's an option? Yeah. And salt and pepper, and then parsley on it, and oh, it was so good. Of course, we topped yeah. it with some cheddar cheese. Sure, but yeah, it was really, really good, mm-hmm. and it was super easy. Yeah. So, because the 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 bacon you want it all like chopped up because you mix some in with it and then sprinkle some on top so i just cut that up before um i even made anything or before i um before i cooked it yeah. and then it was all ready to go but yeah it was really good so where's that recipe from um it is from the balance bites website i can send you i can send you the link or put the link we put it on the thing on the show notes if you sure. want it was yeah it was really good so, but yeah, that's really all I haven't been I'm trying to think. Have I been cooking anything else? Yeah, we had tacos the last couple of nights. You've been, I mean, nothing of real note that's like super fancy or anything, but a lot of good stuff. No, but I got, I splurged and I got some Siete uh, paleo grain-free, gluten-free tortillas and they are so good. Yeah, I highly recommend bad. them. Yeah. So, yeah, those are really good. We had, yeah, we had talked, I mean chicken tacos a couple days ago so i because i knew we were going to have some a couple late nights so 
instead of since since I ate uh, Benvenuto's for two days in a row, I decided that maybe we should eat at home and yeah, nothing wrong with that. Not pick up more uh, pick up more uh, sodium loaded food. No, sodium so, never killed anybody. It's good for you. Yeah, yeah. I needed some some good stuff. So yeah, that's all really going on in the kitchen. Just apples right now. Overrun by <laughs> apples. We've got our whole day set aside tomorrow for apples, apples, and more apples. All right. And knitting. And what? And everybody knows that that music means that it's time for some knitting canoes. And we have a few good stories today we're going to go through. Uh, the first one I found, of course, it involves uh, Minnesota. So like anything else that involves Colorado and or Minnesota, it has to end up on this show because Elisa, as a former resident of Minnesota... Yes. This one is called uh, just Knitting Bridges is the headline. And uh, what do a city in western Kenya with a semi-arid climate where the coldest months are April to November with an average temperature in the 70s have in common with, is that Wadena, Minnesota? Yes. Wadena, Wadena, Minnesota. People, Lori Barron will tell you that it's, it's that simple. And when you make connections with people in other parts of the world through different projects, you learn we aren't really that different. So Barron is a part of the Wadena Knitting Group. It's a member of St. Anne's Catholic Church, and, and uh, she's chairman of a sister parish committee. Uh, so her sister parish isn't around the corner. Its home is in, uh, or it's in Homa Bay, Kenya. So I don't know how that works, but somehow they got connected up with this uh, other group in, in Kenya. And a small delegation from that sister parish has been in Minnesota the past few weeks to visit. Her knitting group decided to surprise their visitors with a gift to take back to their country. So they knitted 124 dolls for children in that parish. So the group got together and there's some nice pictures. So as always with Knitting News, I'll post uh, all these links to the stories there so you can kind of go through and read more detail. But there's a lot of fun pictures about uh, the dolls and things that they, they knitted for all these kids in Kenya. Um, and kind of some pictures of the group together, which is, is pretty cool. So, uh, Baron herself said she went to Kenya over a little over a year ago. And while it was a wonderful experience, it was also a real eye opener and one that made her appreciate the little things in life. She felt it was important to go after the last delegation came here after one member looked at her and said, now you, you come to our country and learn our way. So I, I didn't think I could do it, but then I felt this tug at my heart that wouldn't go away. And I'm glad I did. I would gladly go again. So, yeah, I think uh, doing something like that, especially making a trip and, and seeing, you know, other people in their environment and how they live and what their day to day life is like. It gives you a new perspective for kind of what, what you're doing and what the world, world is like. It's kind of easy to isolate yourself when you've got your day to day routine and not think about what somebody in Kenya is doing at that point in time. Mm-hmm. They're probably sleeping, I guess, at that point in time if you're going about your routine. But. Yeah, so it's good to think about having new experiences and helping people around the world. So I thought it was interesting. You've got people from Kenya who are connected with people in uh, in Minnesota. And it looks like there's some dolls, too, that it looks like they're both knitted and crocheted. Probably. Yep. That one kind of looks like a voodoo doll. Hmm? No, they're all just it like... like a little voodoo vent. They're just basic dolls with... They don't have legs. Most of them don't have legs. They all have... <laughs> They have arms and a lot of them have hats, but yep. none of them have legs, which some is probably a time some, saver. Some of them are cute. They have like some fun fur hair and yeah, they're very cute. Yay. 
So this story, I want to go here. I want to do this. Alan Cummings, who you're the IMDb per- person. You should I probably... love Alan Cummings. Okay, good. You'd, I don't know who he is, but I figured you would, or if you didn't, you could pull out your IMDb, which you are, which is something you do. I do. He uh, was on the he, my my his the, one of my favorite roles of his was on uh, The Good Wife. And I think it mentions that here. So Alan Cummings' new venue combines debauchery and knitting in New York City, which is a pretty amazing combination. So you've heard of BYOB, which is Bring Your Own Booze, of course, but this is more BYOY, Bring Your Own Yarn. Knitting novices and crochet aficionados will be pleased to hear that the night, uh, a niche nightclub, or no, a niche club night is catering for them. Stitch and Bitch, of course. I'm a little disappointed in that because that's not a very original name for a thing. Stitch and Bitch, I mean, it's a book already. It happens all over the place. But Stitch and Bitch Evenings will be held at the newly opened Club Coming, which obviously is his name. So, again, it's not super creative. But when you're a famous person, it's probably okay to use your name. Mm-hmm. There's, some, there's some recognition there. It is the Elise the Arnista podcast, which is also not very creative. Good point. Good. But, of course, when, but you it gets as, the point across. when you're as famous as Elise the Arnista, you put your name on it and everybody knows what they're getting. But it's on Manhattan's East Village. The venue is the brainchild of actor Alan Cumming, and the roster of events on his agenda is as wacky and wild as you would expect from the ex- eccentric thespian. So he looks like a fun guy. Mm-hmm. Um, in its earliest form, Club Cumming started out as a series of impromptu after parties in the actor's cabaret dressing room at Studio 54 as he started touring the world performing... His producer, Daniel Narcidio, Nardicio, Nardicio, imagine the legendary pop-up parties taking on a life of the own. I asked him if he wanted to open a brick-and-mortar venue, and lo and behold, he did. Then we shopped around looking at places until we found our current spot, and it's been a blast. So there's some fun pictures. That red lighting obviously gives it a nice dramatic effect, but, I mean, this place is packed. There's a there's a ton of people in here. So it's like a jamboree with our knit master Tom teaching people different types of stitches and having a weekly challenge such as hat, scarf, shawl, and then working to have a few gifts for the holiday season. The idea came around because a friend used to knit and uh, complained to a friend of his. We called it Stitching and Bitching, and then it became a thing. So this looks like a pretty great club. So if you ever end up finding yourself in uh, in Manhattan, is that? That's Paul Simon. No, I mean, oh, God. Oh, Beatles. What the heck is his name? I'm going to let you try and figure it out. I can't. My brain just completely blanked. It's a Paul. I know it's a Paul. It's not Simon. He was no, not a Beatle. No, he was in Simon and Garfunkel. Anyway, it's one of the the, the, the Beatle named Paul. McCartney. <laughs> Paul McCartney. Good God. Okay. <laughs> I saw the face and it threw me off. I got like, wait a second. I don't remember seeing that before. That's Paul McCartney. He's playing a kazoo, it looks like. Is that? Oh. He, uh, the, the sentence, or the paragraph below is interesting. That, uh, uh, Cummings discouraged the use of cell phones in his new lounge. I've always wanted to make people talk to each other instead of looking at their phones. So, that's kind of cool. So he's basically, he's, he's, uh. Luke. Luke from Gilmore Girls. He's got signs up. But yeah, so this place looks like a ton of fun. I mean, there's Paul McCartney playing, not Paul Simon, Paul McCartney. He's he's there playing a kazoo, and you've got, I don't know, that red lighting with the chandeliers. And What night is it night? Uh, I don't think it says. I don't know. It's on the schedule is what it says. So we should probably go to the website, and we can find the schedule. But what, you're going to look it up like you're actually going to go? No, I'm going to look, I was going to look up the the instagram account because i think it's 
Whoops. What are you, what are you looking for? What? The Instagram account from that picture, because it's probably. Because that would be fun to follow that. Yep, there we go. Wow. It's uh, Alan Coming Snaps is the Instagram account if you want to follow that. Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of fun stuff happening there. Yeah, a lot of, well, it's very exciting. There's a lot of famous people in here. Well, there's Paul McCartney. If Paul McCartney goes, I'm guessing pretty much everybody ends up at this club at some point or another. Emma Stone. Do you know who Emma Stone is? I don't know who Emma Stone is. Yeah, huh. Very cool. And our final story in Canadian Canoes. This harkens back to last week a little bit, but... Uh, well, not so much the story as the situation, but aired a U.S. or a $2 billion Japanese knitting empire moving into car parts. And so this is on uh, businesstimes.com.sg. I don't know, don't know what the SG is, but again, they want me to subscribe. And I guess it's a, it's a specific thing, and, and, and I that's fine. However, I found this same story basically word for word for free on at least two other websites. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to go to uh, Bloomberg.com, which everybody's heard of Bloomberg.com. And again, same story. High-tech knitting machines will soon be making car parts. And this, it took us, what, two years to get to this to actually talk about uh, Shima Seiki, who they are real big into knitting machines and, mm. and knitting garments. Every... When pretty much every day something ends up in my Google because I have a Google alert for knitting and, and other things, but every pretty much every day something about Shimaseki is in my Google alerts because this company is absolutely enormous and I guess they do everything because they they're always in the news. Um But uh Mitsuhiro Shima, who took over his dad's knitting machine firm three months ago is setting his sights on, of all places, the car industry. The 56-year-old president of Shimaseki Manufacturing Limited is in talks with auto parts makers to use its technology to develop lighter, non-steel components and plans to sign a deal next fiscal year. So he's not, like, making seat covers or things like that. It looks like he's actually making car parts. I don't know what that means, and maybe it will end up just being seat covers, but even that's kind of cool. Maybe it's a blanket for your car. It might be a car blanket for when you're in Minnesota and it gets cold. See, it's even the same picture. Uh, it's the latest evolution in the company founded in 1962 by Matsuhiro Shima, a prodigy who used a series of in- inventions before he heard or made a series of inventions before he, heard, he turned 20. So I can say Masahiro Shima, but I miss uh, I mix, miss up. See, I can't even talk. I can say Masahiro Shima, but I cannot say who made a series of inventions before he turned 20. It took three tries, but I got there. It's okay. Back then, Shimaseki... I hope so. Developed machines for making work gloves. More than half a century later, it's one of the top global suppliers of of advanced knitting machines, which creates seamless and other clothing for brands from Prada and Giorgio Armani to fast retailing companies. Was it Uniqlo? And it's not stopping at that. Um, so our company's spirit is to create things the world has never seen. The young, younger Shima said in an interview with, uh, at Shima Seiki's headquarters in Wakayama, a small regional city near Osaka in Western Japan. Like car parts out of like knitted car, car parts. Knitted that's, car parts. That's something people have never seen. I'm pretty right. sure. Right. Well, Japan is known for its giant manufacturers such as Sony and Toshiba. 
It also has legions of smaller firms that are world leaders in the niche products they products they make. In some cases, they're overlooked by analysts and foreign investors, but not so for Shimaseki, which counts as uh, a BlackRock Inc., State of California, Norway's Giants, of course, Bloomberg, they're talking about all the investors and everything. Um, but just talking about how they expect this this company to kind of take off and and uh, boom. But the older Shima created a type of sewing machine while he was just 16. They wanted to develop a fully automated glove knitting machine during the post-war economic boom when there was a big local demand for gloves for laborers. So that makes sense. You're basically, you're after the World War. Japan, or in a lot of parts of Japan, were pretty much destroyed. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you remember, there were a couple fairly large bombs that were dropped on a couple fairly major cities in Japan. Those cities had to be rebuilt, and those workers needed gloves to rebuild them. This guy was super smart, and he said, you know what, I'm going to make gloves. And I'm going to make a machine that makes gloves. And he did. Uh, people said he was a genius inventor. Genius inventor Mitsuhiro said uh, Masahiro, now 80, took the chairman's role when Mitsuhiro became president in June. Um, but yeah, it, it's these knitting machines are absolutely just weird to me. It's It basically looks like, you know, like an old dot matrix printer. When uh, you're looking at, you know, kind of how it goes back and forth and zip, 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 zip and, yep. and it's knitting, it's just knitting your sweater or knitting a dress or, or whatever it is as it goes. I don't know how that works. It's teeth and... Is it magic? It's pretty much magic. There might be. I, I expect there's got to be magic because I don't see how it's possible otherwise. It's a computer. It's not magic. It's just a computer. You know, fun. Say it's magic. I don't think it is, though. No seams required. Yeah, I mean, you're knitting a whole garment without seams. How that That's pretty much magic, isn't it? I can do that with my needles and with, with just sticks and string. But items that used to take hours or days can be done in minutes. Yeah. Produce everything from pleated skirts to running shoes. How can you make running shoes? The shoes thing, thats I see that in my news all the time now, too, that like Nike and Reebok especially are doing uh, knitted shoes. Not the whole thing isn't knitted, like the sole isn't knitted, but like the top part is all like knitted fibers and stuff. It's pretty neat. Huh. But yeah, so it's uh I don't know. It's a it's a pretty neat thing. This this little company guy he had a good idea and he executed on it. And now they're billionaires. You should come up with an idea like that. I I'm like Is this it? This is it. <laughs> this is you, it. You see how well this is working out. So everybody go to patreon.com <laughs> slash Lisa the Arnista. So that's that for Canadian Canoes. Uh we may be at a point where we can bind off. What do you think? I think so. We've, okay. We uh been at this for almost two hours. Well, we did take a very substantial break in the middle there. It was about half an hour. About half an hour, but there's a lot of humming and hawing. And there was some terror, so the terror will will wear you out pretty quick. You get tired from being scared and cowering in fear in the corner. That's not good for anybody. See, Raul is so worn out from cowering in fear, he's sleeping behind us right now. He is out. Yeah. This it's, is weird. It's it's all the fear. That's what I'm saying. He's soothed by our voices. Well, <laughs> He didn't want to leave here. I think he was super duper tired earlier. He didn't want to leave when I said, no, there might be a tornado. You need to come downstairs with us. So he said, okay, I probably should then. No, then he went in the bedroom. Oh. And then I had to drag him out of the bedroom. So, 
Yeah. So if you want to participate in the show, make sure you send us an email, podcast at elitesoftheyardnista.com. We'll respond to that during the show, uh, regardless of what you're asking. Um, if you want to follow Elisa and all the fun things she's got going on between now and next week when uh, we record the next episode of the podcast, which would be episode 109, I know that because 108 plus 1 is 109. And you didn't even use your toes. Or my phone. So you can uh, find all of Elisa's social media things there on the website in the upper right-hand area. You can find that Instagram. Make sure you go to Alan Cummings Snaps. On yep. Instagram, follow Elisa the Yarnista on Instagram. Go to Facebook and Ravelry and Twitter, all that stuff. Check it out. Um, yeah, go and look us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. Five bucks a month. You can hang out and chat with all the cool people. Talk about, well, you can talk about the show and what we're talking about, but you don't necessarily have to. You can completely ignore us if you want to. Talk about something entirely different. Mm-hmm. Talk about the fun TV shows you're watching. Whatever. It's probably yeah. better if you talk about the show because everybody can relate to that, but you don't have to. Talk about Tell us how your day went. You can help us figure out names of things and names of people. Yeah, we, uh, we always spend some time before and after the show, so if you're, uh, if you're a patron on Patreon at the $5 level, you get that kind of pre-show, post-show silliness that generally tends to happen there as well. So I think with that, we're going to go ahead and mine it off. I think so. Make some, make some burgers. Oh, we're having burgers? Yeah, we're having burgers. Man, I would have quit this like half an hour ago if I knew we were having burgers. That's why I told you to get the ground beef out of the freezer this wow. morning for burgers. You can do ground beef for a lot of things. I didn't know it was burgers. I thought I said burgers. Uh, maybe, but I don't remember. <laughs> Whatever. We're going to leave now. Take it easy, everybody. We'll see you in a week. Cheers. This is a karate dojo, not a knitting class. You don't come in my dojo and drop a challenge and leave, old man.